Hello everyone, I'm Miss Jeannie R. Jones, and you're listening to Once and For All. A marriage preparation paradox is an idea or practice that is said to improve your chances of getting married or prepared for marriage, but in reality, they do the exact opposite. Today we're going to be going over some of the most popular MPPs provided to us by the instituteforfamilies.org. Paradox number one, test driving. The old empty-headed adage goes, you wouldn't buy a car without test driving you, would you? Mm. <laughs> Sounds logical on the surface, right? But in reality, it's not only demeaning, but short-sighted. No, you wouldn't buy a car without test driving at first. You're right. But that's because the sole purpose of a car is to drive it. Unless the sole purpose of your marriage is to have sex, this is not fitting. The concept that you need to experiment to see if you guys are sexually compatible sounds like it originated from a very naive woman or a very manipulative frat boy. Nine times out of ten, if you're one sex and your partner is the other sex, you're sexually compatible. <laughs> Jumping so far ahead into the activities of a relationship will, active, will actually have very counterproductive effects. A man that meets you and may genuinely like you at first can actually become completely turned off to the idea of taking you seriously long-term when you have sex with him right away. Firstly, the chase is gone. He's already gotten to the final boss, so why would he go back and play the campaign? Secondly, it makes you look untrustworthy. If you're opening your legs to him so readily, why would he commit himself to you when you could do the same thing while you two were together? Some men will still pursue you and may even date you long-term, don't get me wrong, but most will have written you off as no more than a booty call and promptly move on. Another example of this is in the Bible, in 2 Samuel chapter 13, verse 15. And the context of this story is that um, there's King David, and he has all these children with all these different women. And one of his children, whose name is Amnon, he like, I, can't, I don't even want to say that he fell in love with her um, because it's so perverse what happens. But, I mean, that's what the Bible says. So it says that he loved her and... Um, he fell in love with his half-sister, Tamar, and he wanted to have sex with her. And so um, he comes up with this scheme to get Tamar to have sex with him, and she doesn't want to because back then, being not a virgin before marriage was shameful. Well, it, it's always shameful, but it was seen as shameful. And... So she doesn't want to, he forces her, and right after he rapes her, he says this, which is very profound. Chapter 13, verse 15, which says, Then Amnon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred wherewith he had he so that the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. And Amnon said unto her, Arise, be gone. So um, this is, you know, a prime example of how, you know, you might meet a guy and you guys are hitting it off. And I, and I feel like I see like memes about this all the time where like a girl will meet a guy. Oh, things are going great. He's so cool. We're having a great time. Like we're it's like, everything's great. And then you think, wow, everything's going so great. Why not jump in the bed together? And then all of a sudden he changes. He starts ghosting you. He gets distant. He's giving you mixed signals. This is, I'm not going to say it's the only reason why that could happen, 
but this is probably the number one reason why that happens because he he probably really did like you and you know you probably weren't just like making things up in your head you probably were spot on he was into you things were going great but it's not natural for a man to take a woman seriously when she sleeps around it's counterproductive i mean historically speaking a promiscuous woman was seen as a liability because you can't trust that the children that she's giving to you are actually your children and you know all the other reasons that i just mentioned so you you really diminish yourself in his eyes when you do things like that so you know i might sound like oh yeah you know we're gonna hook up and you're gonna see how we like each other and how we vibe together sexually it's a bad move sis i wouldn't recommend it stay away from it so paradox number two 101 flavors Many people think that you need to sexually experiment not only with someone you're testing as a viable option, but that you need to try all types of different sexual partners to see what you really like. Be a better love-making partner for your future spouse and just to get the desire out of your system. These are all very ill-advised reasons, and here's why. Number one, you don't know you like something until you try it. I made sauerkraut once for Mario and, told, and he told me that he didn't like sauerkraut. I asked him if he had ever had sauerkraut and he said no. It just sounded like something he wouldn't like. I made it. And by the way, homemade sauerkraut is really easy and it's really good for you. So I highly recommend you try it. <laughs> but um, I made it and he enjoyed it. He didn't know he'd like it until he had it. And now he does. Now, let's take this little story and extrapolate that to a very fictional story. <laughs> where I pretend that I am instead of his wife, I'm his girlfriend. And sauerkraut has now become his new favorite food. Now let's say I started making the sauerkraut all the time. He can't get enough. Now let's say that we break up and he gets some new woman who of course isn't as cool as me and her sauerkraut doesn't taste as good as mine. Mario now has developed his distaste for a food that he can no longer have and I'll always have that one up over his current girlfriend. Now, of course, this is a very G-rated version of what happens when people sleep around. So just try to use your imagination to understand the full scope of why that's a bad idea. If you only ever eat the food your spouse gives you, you won't know what you're missing. The next fallacy for trying out different people is that, you'll make, is that it'll make you a better lovemaker for your future spouse. The average lifespan is 72.6 years. The average age of marriage is 28. So if you're a virgin on your wedding day, you have about 44 years to learn everything your spouse likes and everything that you like. Does that sound like enough time to you? The last claim for flavors is that you'll get all of your wild urges out of your system, which is honestly the most ludicrous out of the three because remember the, the situation with the sauerkraut. You don't know what you like or what you don't like until you get it. So if you've never had sex with five people in one day or in the back of a taxi, you won't know that you actually like that stuff versus you doing it, then being in the confines of marriage and constantly looking back on your glory days, lusting after your youth and wild experiences. So this idea that you get it out of your system is the exact opposite of reality. Paradox number three, marrying later. A lot of well-meaning older people will tell you that waiting to get married is more ideal for longevity and will serve you better. Once again, sounds logical, yet the evidence does not agree. A joint report that was put together by the National Marriage Project at the University of Virginia, the Wheatley Institute, and BYU's School of Family Life 
found that couples who marry early, before the age of 25, are happier, if only slightly, than couples who marry after 25. Husbands on the early side reported they feel higher overall satisfaction from their marriage than later husbands, about 81% to 71%, and greater sexual satisfaction at a rate of 63% to just 49% of later husbands. Same goes for wives. With overall satisfaction coming in at a, at a whopping 73% for the younger and a mere 70% for the older, as well as 62% of younger wives had more sexual satisfaction than their older counterparts with only 51%. When you marry younger, you have the opportunity to build deeper bonds and it's easier to grow together as you age than couples who wait. Because the longer you live, the more habits, routines, and traits you develop that the other will have to deal with or tear down. So the sooner you can snatch, so the sooner they can snatch you up, the sooner you two can have your roots going in the same direction, saving you countless headaches. Last paradox, cohabitating, which I wanted to save till the end because it's truly a killer. The Pew Research Foundation found that um, between the ages of 18 and 44, 59% of adults have lived with a partner at least at one point in their life. Living together before marriage makes you up to 40% more likely to get divorced. The Barna Group did a study from 07 to 2012 on the reasons why people cohabitate and the clear winner was to quote unquote, spend more time together. How ironic is it that when couples do that, they're more likely to end up separating. One of my older brothers is considering marriage and he asked me, knowing that I am the you know marriage guru of the family, <laughs> asked me if he should move in with his girlfriend. And I just told him flat out, no. You wanna set yourself up for the best marriage you can, so cohabitating would start you off on the wrong foot. Psychology Today reports that it's, a primary, it's primarily young people who think that living together before marriage is a good idea, while the other people know that that's not ideal. So with that being said, it makes you wonder, is it an issue of the older people having this wisdom and not passing it down? Or maybe they are passing it down, but we're just not listening. No matter how you slice it, cohabitating is a no-go zone for a serious relationship, even if it may seem beneficial. Trust me, what you spend in keeping your own lease will be worth it when you're celebrating your 50th marriage anniversary. In conclusion, all the glitters are not gold in marriage preparation, so be sure to do ample research from trusted sources before jumping into a new phase of life. And by ample research from trusted sources, I mean talking to your parents, pastor, and prayer. And I look forward to talking to you guys again tomorrow.